which is not good. Yeah. I remember doing Helen. Remember your first Helen Unbroken? That was like... What a milestone, <laughs> you know? It's like 12 pull-ups. Yeah. Times three. I mean, it's hard because you have the running and the... But... Man, I remember feeling like such a badass, though. Yeah. And then, it, okay, so there was Unbroken Helen, and then there's like Unbroken Butterfly Helen. Yeah. <laughs> Like, but usually, like, are you actually getting your chin over the bar on that? You know, I don't. It doesn't matter. We're back. We're talking today about. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wait. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't prepared to introduce the episode. I just wanted she to put me on the spot. I just wanted to see what would happen if I did that. <laughs> you said we're back. We are back. As if for we're episode on... five, six, episode six. Yeah. So I mean, what's wrong with that? That's pretty good, I guess. <laughs> so that was a fun experiment. Do you want to take it from here? Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> Episode six. Okay, so kind of disclaimer, we already recorded episode six and then we hated it. So we're kind of redoing it with a different format. But we're going to talk about our favorite uh, CrossFit experiences, either as like uh, CrossFit Games athletes at regionals or just kind of in training. Some of the best experiences that, or at least most memorable ones that I've had have come out of training. So I think it's going to be fun. So we're going to, um, we're going to decide who goes first. Rock, paper, scissors. Best of one. One. Okay. Okay, you ready? Right. Ah. Uh, I win. Okay, so <clears> I guess we'll roll. start with... <laughs> so we'll start with Alex. Uh, you sure you don't want to go like two out of three? No. Okay. One, okay. one and done. Um, I guess I'll start... Oh, hang on. I'll ask questions. Oh, okay. You're so bad at podcasting. So when did you... How long have you been doing CrossFit? Uh, I've been doing CrossFit since 2012, so I guess almost eight years. Yeah. What did you do before CrossFit? I well, I played a lot of sports growing up. I think, but right before CrossFit, I was finishing up uh, a collegiate. Um, I was at the University of Alaska Anchorage on the collegiate alpine ski team, so I was on scholarship up there. And then. Uh, before that, I was skiing a lot, obviously, alpine skiing, and then playing golf and soccer, and then just, like, recreational sports on the side. Squash. Bad, yeah. Badminton. Yeah, I did pretty much everything. Cross-country running. Ping pong. Yeah. Ping pong was just, um, it was, like, half recreational, half competitive. I don't know if you count. I only had one competitor, and that was my sister, and it got pretty ugly, so. Did you ever throw the paddle? No, but I smashed the ball. Like, a crushed lot. it? Yeah. <laughs> That's only when you lose. Yeah. Yeah. We'd actually play a game where, I can't remember what it was called, but if you miss, like you lost a point, instead of like getting a point, the person had to turn around and you just threw the ball up and just like hit it as hard as you could trying to hit them. Yeah. It's like skins or something. Yeah. We used to play that. that was always fun. Uh Fun times in our basement. (laughs) Casual. Yeah. That was if we ever like got to the point where we actually played a game a full game because usually if somebody started winning hmm. the other person would get really mad yeah and the game would end before it was complete and if that person was you you would crush the ball yeah probably yeah um okay so back on to crossfit do you remember what your first crossfit workout was i went to crossfit like 
maybe in 2011, like a year or two before I like legit started CrossFit. I think it was still when I was going to the university, it was, but I was back home for the summer. And I went to a CrossFit class because I found a 50% off coupon. And I went with my sister and it was 21.59, wall balls and pull-ups. And that just like, I, I was using like two bands, like barely made it through the workout. Um, but my when I first actually started CrossFit, like legit, it was up as I finished uh, the University of Alaska. I had like a month left of school and I was going to do a Spartan race with my cousin in Ottawa and I needed to learn how to climb a rope yeah. and I knew CrossFit, you climbed a rope. So the workout, the first workout was... Um, 50 toes to bar for time but every minute at the top of every minute you have to do five burpees and like anytime you're learning CrossFit like I didn't know how to do a kip or anything we can ask a a question was there ever a minute where you did more burpees than toes to bar let's see here fifth so it had been I would have had to be going for 10 minutes yeah it's quite possible probably a lot of like hanging on the bar hanging and swinging and like and I couldn't I don't even remember if I was counting attempts at that point. Like, probably wasn't at the beginning, and then just got frustrated and actually told the coach, "I was like, I, I'm quitting. Like, I can't, I can't do it." And he's like, "I remember him saying, never quit a workout. Like, just go do it. Like, it doesn't matter if it takes you 20 minutes or 25 minutes." But if you're obviously if you're coaching in 2012, it's like never coach a progression. <laughs> just let this girl swing well, around the bar. Well, I probably showed some potential. Uh-huh. Give me some credit here. Okay. And I was getting them. It just took a lot of swinging and tying. Uh-huh. And it was kind of embarrassing because I had brought one of my friends from university who was on the gymnastics team. Oh, and she course, probably did like, like... I'm pretty sure she was like unbroken. I'm like, She's like, hey, I guess I'll drop anymore. off to do the burpees. Yeah. <laughs> How annoying. Um, no, that was my first workout. And then after I got... That was I was only at that gym for about two weeks. And actually, funny story, quickly, one of the coaches there actually said to me, he's like, I did a workout. I had, like, box jumps and power cleans, and I had done both of those things for ski racing, like, just for dryland training. So I did pretty well in the workout. And he's like, man, like, you could actually do pretty good in CrossFit if you, like, did it. Like, And then there are, like, the CrossFit games, and, like, you can win money. It's like a competition. And I was like, oh, Okay, cool. Neat. Like, yeah, I didn't really know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. What was your first CrossFit workout? Um, what was your first, like, most memorable CrossFit workout, like, when you first started? I don't know. Like, Helen is sticking in my head for some reason. And so when I, I also started CrossFit in 2012, it was in June. And so June in North Carolina, really the summer in North Carolina is oppressively hot. And I was at a small gym that became a larger gym, but it was small at the time because it was only one part of the building. And like really the only thing I remember about June 2012 starting CrossFit is how much I sweat. Like I was just sweating. That's all I remember is how much I was sweating. And they had one of these like, it was like a porta cool fan. So it was like a fan and you, you like screwed a hose into the back of it and it was supposed to like spray mist. But oh, all yeah, that did that. was make it, incredibly humid in the gym and kind of slippery moist (laughs) yeah the m word um so i don't remember a whole lot like specific workouts at the very beginning um i know at some point we did helen and i used like a bunch of different bands 
and it was really hard. Um, that's probably, yeah, that's actually probably one of the first workouts I distinctly remember doing. And I think maybe because it was a benchmark, but I think I did it around like 12 minutes with bands, which is not good. Yeah. I remember doing Helen. Remember your first Helen Unbroken? That was like... What a milestone, <laughs> you know? It's like 12 pull-ups. Yeah. Times three. I mean, it's hard because you have the running and the... But... Man, I remember feeling like such a badass though. Yeah. And then, it, okay, so there was Unbroken Helen, and then there's, like, Unbroken Butterfly Helen. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, but usually, like, are you actually getting your chin over the bar on that, you know? I don't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> At that point, it doesn't. You're like, I'm doing something that looks like a butterfly pull-up 12 times. Yeah. But both major milestones. Um, I don't know. We did a lot of, like, running back then, so... Um, I think I did a like a mile like a mile time trial at some point in the summertime, which was also pathetically slow, especially considering the amount of running I had done to that point. But it was like I used to do running and also like beer drinking. That was my pre CrossFit routine. Was every Monday I would go for a run club and then eat pasta and drink beer and like got to recover, get those carbs. In. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I definitely started CrossFit thinking that I was in better shape than I was. I was in not very good shape. I know, right? Like, I came off, you know, I was actually, I would say, in good shape. Like, I was an athlete. I was an athlete. Yeah, you were. Thank you. Um, but I was like, I had just finished, like, a ski career. Yeah. And I get to CrossFit, and it's like, these 40-year-old moms are beating me. And, like, nothing against 40-year-old moms. Like, they've proven to me many <laughs> times, like, they are not to be messed with. But they were just, like, kicking my butt, and I'm like... Yeah, like, not what? just beating you, like, crushing yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have a similar experience yeah. starting out. Um, so, okay, you had your toes to bar. I had, like, Helen and running. Um, what was your... When did you do your first open workout? Uh, 2013. So I started, I guess, May or June, just when I was finishing school of 2012. So, like, same time I started. Yeah, and then I had the summer and fall. Yeah. And then the open was February. Yes. So I had been doing CrossFit for about 10, eight months, I guess it is. And I, when the sign-up came up, like, it was, like, announced that the open sign-up was, was open. I didn't want to sign up because I hadn't been able to get a muscle up yet. And I said to myself, I'm not signing up for the open unless I can do a muscle up. Which, in hindsight, is stupid. I think everyone should do it. Like, you don't need to... No. Um, but I ended up getting a muscle up, like, a month before the Open. Mm-hmm. And then, the actually, one of my most memorable moments was the first workout, which was uh, 13.1 burpees and snatches. Yeah. The increasing ladder. And at the end, you have to get as many... It's Was it 17 so minutes? I think 17 minutes. The burpees decrease. The snatches are always 30, yeah. right? And then the weight goes up. Yeah. yeah. So it ends at 100 pounds for snatches. No, it ends at 120 or 125. Oh, right. Well, it ended at 100 for me. But I had never snatched 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I got to there, got to that weight with plenty of time. And I ended up snatching 100 pounds 16 times. I had never done it before in my entire life. Yeah. It I was did... like every time the weight went up, it was funny because my parents were there watching. It was like the whole open thing. Like everyone was kind of there. And 
they were they were laughing like everyone was laughing at me because every time it went up my face was like I couldn't believe it had happened it's like his magic yeah I remember yeah I had a similar experience on that workout I don't think I got 16 but I got a few and I was like I think my best snatch before that was like maybe 80 pounds like the 75 pound bar before the 100 was like approaching my max yeah (laughs) and then you just get to it and it's like oh the adrenaline takes over I have like I don't I would probably cringe to see a video of those snatches right now but kind of funny to think back I was probably catching with my head looking straight up to the sky yes exactly bar somehow in front of your body yeah (laughs) but you know what's crazy is we've done that workout a couple times since and our scores on a training day are better than the top scores in 2013 like by a lot yeah like the strength standard in CrossFit has just gone like through the roof especially with Olympic lifting like the numbers that you saw I mean it was impressive back then for sure but the numbers that you see now are just on another level I think I mean obviously personally too yeah so it's kind of cool to watch um trying to think what else happened in 2013 did you get any muscle ups in that I did you did I think I got six or seven yeah I haven't looked at my scores so I'm just going by memory and yeah did you no, I couldn't do muscle ups in twenty in that in the open. Okay, I got my mus I got muscle ups later that year, and then I remember distinctly I got my first muscle up and didn't get my second one for like maybe a month. Really? Maybe more huh. than that. Yeah, like I think I may have done one or two, and then I could not do another one for like for the life of me. I for, think that's pretty common, actually. Yeah. For some people. And then you get, like, em- like kind of embarrassed that you stop trying because everybody sees you and you're like, well, they saw me do one and, like, now I can't do any and that's embarrassed. So then you get, like, worse. Yeah. But, yeah, that was... I actually struggled more with the double unders in that workout. That was one movement that really got me. Took you a long time, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But... Double unders were a little bit uh, easier for me. Muscle ups were not. Um... What else do you remember? So let's think forward to like 2014, 2015. Um, okay, so I think, so I qualified for regionals in 2013 and 14. I went team in 13, even though I qualified as an individual. Well, how many regionals have you been to as an as um, or how many regionals have you been to? Okay, so 13 team, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, individual. So six individual, one team. What about you? I've been, so 15 team, 16, 17, 18 individual. So So three and one. Yeah. Not quite as impressive. No. Um, But 2000, so we just missed making it to the games in 2013. As a team. As a team. We were third and I think they took the top two back then. And then in 2014, I missed it again by just one spot as an individual. Um, And then 2015 was the year that I qualified. Yeah. And that was exciting. Yeah. So what uh, what about that regionals stands out? Like, what do you remember? Um, I went into regionals. Like, I didn't... Even though I had come close the year before, uh, I had... They had just combined the region. And so it was Northwest United States. So, like, Washington, Oregon. Yeah. And then um, the Western provinces of Canada. 
prior to that it was just the western provinces of canada which would be like bc alberta saskatchewan manitoba manitoba um yeah so they the the and then they had opened more spots up so they were taking five spots in 2015 and i had no like no plans on qualifying at all like it didn't really even cross my mind like until maybe i got there and i started doing quite well but the first two the first two workouts went really well and then Probably the standout workout, which I believe is what got me into the games in that fifth spot, was the snatch. It was a max snatch. And I accidentally misloaded my bar. 10 pounds heavier, right? Yeah, than I was planning on doing. And that was, an, that was crazy. And it just goes to show like how mental lifting is. Like If you know how much is on the bar, or I guess if you don't know how much is on the bar and you think it's lighter... It goes up as if it was that light weight that you think it is, even though it's heavier. See, sometimes I do that with kilo plates because I'm like, I have absolutely no idea what's on this bar. And I load it to like 175 or 180 and I miss it. And I'm like, God, that felt like 180. And then I do the math and it was. So like I get it, but also (laughs) I guess competition. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So a little bit of, so the funny story behind that is the night before I hadn't, decided what numbers I was going to pick to snatch. Like I kind of had a bit of a plan. I was like, I don't know if I should go for 145 or if I should do like 125, 135, 145. Like we'll see. And it kind of depended on what other people were doing because you could add like one pound plates. And um, so when I loaded up the bar, I accidentally, like I didn't take plates off and then put plates back on. Something happened. Yeah. And when I went to go snatch, I heard the announcer at mid-lift be like, and Alex Parker with a big 22-pound jump. And I'm like hearing this. I'm like, oh, shit. And it went up like butter. Like, like butter. Like butter. Okay. Like I don't know if that's how you just describe a great snatch. Um, but it felt, like a, it felt like a dowel. Yeah. Like it probably was not the greatest technique because it was 2015 and I've... And that was after the handstand walk, right? Yeah. So your shoulders are probably kind of like goo. Yeah. So I snatched 158, which was my a PR. And my mom in the stands was just beside herself, worried, wondering like what happened because I always kind of stick to a plan and she knew the plan and it didn't involve taking a 22-pound jump. So she was freaking out. Not because she's a stage mom, but just because, you know, she's my biggest fan. Yeah. Um, so that was a good experience. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I would say that was the highlight of that 2015. Um, and you finished the chipper that year, right? Yes. That chipper event was... three? That was, yeah, that was a third event. First yeah. event on the second day. Yeah. Yeah, which was uh, a mile run, 50 overhead squats, 100 GHD sit-ups, like 150 double-unders, 50 sumo deadlift high pulls... 100 box jump overs yeah i think it was 100 at the end and the cap was like 26 minutes or 24 i'm not sure i honestly can't even remember i don't remember crushing that workout but but i guess you're right it's funny like i worked i always have loved working out and i remember i hate tapering for workouts or tapering for events Um, but it's part of the sport like you have to come in fresh and i remember doing that most of the training involved like randy which is 75 snatches at 55 pounds. Because that was the first event. event. Yeah. And I did so many versions of that. And it was just, I hate that workout. I hate it even more now having done it so many times. 
And I did actually really well in that workout, but it's only like, I don't know how long was it, like three or four minutes? Three minutes? Oh, Randy? Yeah. Yeah, it's not Really long. short. Yeah. And then I did Tommy V, which is, or that was event two, and that's all rope climbs and thrusters. I'm like, and I love chippers. I love long workouts. Not because I'm good at them. I just like love the feeling of a really good sweaty workout. So I think event three, I was just so riled up to like get a good workout that I just went for it. Yeah. And I get, when I went to the finish, I like, my, my coach, um, he like texted me or something. And I guess my response back to him was like, yeah, I just really like to work out. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Um, okay. So what stands out for you in that kind of like mid CrossFit career, 2014, 15? Well, 14... <clears throat> So 2014, I had just switched back from Olympic lifting, which I did for a couple of years. Um, you were pretty good at that, right? That was okay. Yeah. It was, you know, just nationally top 10 in a couple different weight classes. <laughs> <laughs> but really, like, that was before. Like, CrossFit has really saved the sport of weightlifting, and that sport has become much more competitive. Back in, like, 2013, 2014, when I was doing it, there, like, there wasn't a ton of girls doing it. So... Like, to be honest, like, my lifts were okay. I was small, so it was, like, if you had decent lifts and you were a 53 or 58 kilo, you were probably going to make top 10 A flight. So, um, but anyways, I had just switched back because I missed, like, CrossFit training in 2014. So I got back into that. And 2015 qualified, actually qualified it as an individual out of the open, but wasn't planning on that. Like, wasn't expecting to qualify individually. So declined that and went on our team, which we've been training. It wasn't a great experience. I'll save you the details. We were not fighting for a spot for the games. I think we were fighting for a spot out of the first heat, maybe. <laughs> um, that was a fresh. Was so hit or miss. Yeah, we got like we had to swap out one of our guys last minute, and that really affected us. We had a couple of great workouts, but then just like some not so good workouts. Yeah. Um, but that was, I was feeling a little frustrated at the end of that because I just felt like it was kind of a wasted opportunity, but, um, you know, live and learn. Um, what happened in 2015? Oh, so 2015, I, so I went and watched the games. I remember seeing you there in your like uniform that was way too big for you. I was like 130 pounds and I ordered large (laughs) yeah and was mistaken for a teenage competitor so I was there because my coach at the time was competing and I had his coach's pass and that was really fun that was a really hot year um that was Murph year we should talk about that but not yet yeah um so I remember like watching the 2015 games and I had like really great seats in the tennis stadium we got lucky I was there with some friends we were like front row and that really like solidified for me like hey this is like definitely something I feel like I can do um I really want to and it just like it was like 2015 was a really like a special year at the games I think mm-hmm. um I watched yeah watching Murph go down was insane because it was so like that was done in the middle of the day it was so hot it was um unpartitioned that year yeah I and remember people were burning people's hands were torn up but it wasn't from like what you normally get from like just put like tearing 
it was like blisters yeah from the bars being so hot i remember so my like whitney glenn who's a friend of mine from back home was wearing she had tape on her hands and then was wearing two pairs of grips yeah and like still got burns yeah it was crazy um but i remember sitting in the soccer stadium and watching kara webb run back in the arena and just like zigzag all the way like it's like she didn't know where she was yeah and that was and then she gets across the finish line and just kind of falls out and i remember they put her on a gurney like a stretcher and got her out and she was like half hanging off her eyes were like rolled back in her head and i was like oh my god that girl is dead (laughs) and then she came back for the snatch ladder that afternoon it's crazy i remember seeing her because there were a few people who had like when we got walked back after that event was over we were walking back to like the athlete area yeah and there were a few girls that didn't come with us like um maddie myers was really messed up she ended up getting like rhabdo yeah she she had had to go to the hospital pull out because she came out for the snatch and just like stood there yeah um and then annie was in bad shape Mm -hmm. i remember yeah i remember seeing them on the final run because it was kind of out and back so you would see people going out as you were coming back yeah and i saw both kara webb and annie and annie looked like a ghost and like kara webb was just like no one was home yeah but like man it's just great like it's crazy to see what people will do in competition to yeah. themselves they will, like, and like it's there. crazy those girls just came back yeah like they were fine a couple yeah. hours later fine it's enough to do impressive. a yeah snatch ladder yeah it's nutty um so yeah that was a cool year at the games and then kind of a good like spark to get back into training and the 20 so 2016 was yeah that was the first year i qualified for regionals uh that was was that the first year of super regionals or second anyways it was the atlantic region which was the mid-atlantic combined with the south it was the second year because it was combined in 2015 yeah you're right so mid-atlantic combined with southeast which is a pretty like a pretty beefy region like sam briggs was out of that region one year but it was a pretty fun region um and so 2016 regionals was pretty fun um i was i kind of had like the jitters to start so i didn't really start off super great like my first day wasn't awesome i was in the like the final heat to start and so i went from like no individual competition to being in the heat like with all of the big names and i was just like super nervous about that and I think that kind of got the, definitely got the better of me on the snatch ladder. And then um, everyone's been posting pictures of this workout. You remember the the power clean pistol workout? It was... That workout is ingrained in my memory forever. Yes, because it it broke me. Yeah. And I think it had a similar effect on everybody Literally else. everybody. Because <laughs> it was like the pull-ups, uh, the wall balls into the pull-ups, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. So the workout was 104 wall balls into 50 two pull-ups yeah and some people were doing the wall balls unbroken and then like hammering the pull-ups like i don't know how people did that as fast as they did some of them so you got a one minute rest after that workout yeah plus any time that you banked which i didn't bank very much time i think i finished just under the time cap so one minute rest and then you go into what was like 10 rounds of some amount of power cleans at a like relatively like maybe 105 ER85 or something. Something. And then, like, alternating pistols. Brutal. Like, so I remember after the... When I was resetting to do the pistol power clean one, that in that minute transition, my arms were so blown up that I went to go, like, fix my bra strap. 
and I could barely reach it uh-huh. because my biceps were like so swollen. They're like, uh uh-uh. uh, no. <laughs> and like, swole is kind of like, I don't know, a good thing, but it was not a good thing going into another workout. No. That's, yeah, that's sort of really memorable. And then it was in, like, after that workout was the heavy deadlift GHD running workout. And everyone who did the 2016 regionals has, like, the same feedback. And that's, I woke up on day three and I thought I was going to have to quit. Like, that's what I remember about 16, 2016 regionals. Like, it was my legs and my low back. Yeah. And those are the two, like, most important. I, I was more sore after that regional than I was after the 2015 games yeah it was crazy um I remember yeah so the final like the final two events on that weekend I ended up winning my I was in the second to last heat the heat three ended up winning both of those events in the heat and like squeaked into top 10 which was cool like it was just good like it was a good finish considering how the weekend started and then you know a good fire for training. And so that year, uh, Meg Reardon, who was in Raleigh at the time, was training for the games. And so she didn't have anyone to train with. And I was like, well, I'm not doing anything because I'm not going to the games. So I ended up doing most of her games training. And this is like, I'm getting to your favorite story. So just hang in there. Okay. So I ended up doing most of her training, which was a lot. And so I was in just like ridiculous shape, borderline injured, but very, very fit. So we'll go to the 2016 games to watch. And they're running this competition called The Fittest Fan. And someone showed, someone's like, oh, you should do that. And I was like, no, that's ridiculous. That's so dorky. I am absolutely not going to do that. Because it was basically like a series of workouts in Vendor Village. And then you, if you are like top three, you go and compete on the tennis stadium before the, like the final event on Sunday. And I was like, hell no, like, I do not want to do that. And then they're like, but look at the prize list. And it was like a salt bike, skier, rower, D-ball, vest, like $300 a Reebok, like all this stuff. And I was like, um, I mean, it's like not that dorky. <laughs> so... So I decided to do that and that's how like that's the weekend that we met. Yeah. And we were so impressed by my performance as No, as... it was not that. Oh, that's not it. No. You we were both in Vendor Village. I was hanging out just minding my own beeswax. And <laughs> you came running up to me with googly hard eyes and basically said to me, "I follow you on Instagram. I think you're awesome and I wanted to introduce myself." And I love you, and will you be mine forever? No, you didn't say that initially. You said it with your eyes. Oh. <laughs> um, but then you were still married at the time. So. Yeah, I was. But you were wearing that, like, orange crop top. You were at the RX Mark gear. And I was like, man, what a total babe. I was wearing makeup that day because I had to do a, a signet, like a signing yeah. thing for RX Mark gear. I thought you were really pretty. Oh, thanks. And then you saw me do Fittest Fan, and you thought... Yeah. Yeah, actually... <laughs> We had met like a couple hours before, and then all of a sudden she show she shows up on the tennis stadium to do fittest fan, and I was actually pretty impressed because like the whole demo team was down there with you, and that was like Brooke Ends, Cassie Lance, and none of them could do the pegboard, and I beat and, them so yeah. badly that they just were like, yeah. oh, you I'm... had no issue with the pegboard, no. and I was like, all right, I did the pegboard in 2015 and failed miserably at it, and she seems to have no problem, so. I'm, yeah. I'm somewhat impressed. It's all right. It was like my, like, it was good for me. You go. Yeah. So she did, she ended up winning for this fan. I did. I won a ton of stuff. It was great. It was actually like a really, 
like it's kind of dorky it's pretty cool experience yeah. so you know who won the like the men's fittest fan that year i do but i'll let you ricky garrard interesting crazy and what is also a good story is in 2017 um dave was like he had met you or knew of you or something he's like wait meredith root didn't she wasn't she fittest fan last year he's got a good remembers that stuff yeah i was pretty impressed yeah I mean, like, it was pretty impressive performance. Hard to forget. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not dating the fitness fan from 2016. Yeah. And better than that. Whatever. Um, yeah, so then uh, 27... So, okay, um, then we meet at Wadapalooza that year. Yeah. So I slid into the DMs and was like, hey, girl, are you going to Wadapalooza? And you were like, you bet your sweet ass I am. And that is your exact reply. Yeah. I didn't actually say, hey, girl, but that's what you said back. I think you just said, hey. Hey, are you doing Wadapalooza? It was pretty smooth. Yeah. Um, so then we meet up at Wadapalooza. And so I was Wadapalooza 2017. I did it on Team of Three. You crushed it as an individual. You, don't even, you weren't even paying attention. You were so distracted by me. You were like, oh, I just let me go do this event and crush yeah, it. Yeah, I really liked you. Yeah, liked, past tense. I mean, I still like you, but I was like, back then, I was like, wow. Man, I just wanted to be around you all the time. Yeah. And I remember you'd come watch my events and you'd be standing in the stands yeah. by yourself, but yeah. oh, that was really sweet. I know. We be, we basically became just, like, we didn't at that time know if each other were gay, but we were really good friends already, just from, like, talking, texting, and then we as soon as we met up, it was like, instant connection click yeah yeah so that happened and then we started so then we went our separate ways after Wadapalooza yeah I went back to Raleigh you went back to Calgary I think like within a month I was in Calgary Mm -hmm. yeah so I came to see you in Calgary in like February then you came to Raleigh and then we were kind of just both training for regionals yeah we were training together yeah we did the open together or at least one workout we did one workout together yeah that repeat chipper that I hate um, and then we both qualified in our two separate regions. So what do you remember about the 2017? Is it like, does anything stand out about that year? Well, I remember we were hanging out together. I was in Raleigh and they started releasing the workouts and they were so gymnastics biased and like body weight. Like there was a ring dip one. Was that the ring dip one? That was, yeah, yeah. yeah that, and then the there was muscle ups. There was no barbell that yeah. regionals. It was great. And a lot of body weight stuff. And I was like, God, and Meredith's really good at like muscle ups and body weight, ring dips. And there were overhead squats, but d- dumbbell overhead squats. Like it was basically a regionals made for you. Yeah. And I instantly got like really bummed out. Um, but like, I don't know. I was like, I'll just do my best. There were a lot of toes to bar, toes to bar, hands down, walk deadlift. Yeah. Um, and you were super stoked. I was so excited. Like I was like, if this girl doesn't go to the games, like I don't know. Yeah. It is. Like, this is a regionals made for her, mm-hmm. which made me jealous. But also, I was kind of excited to see what was going to happen. Yeah. And then regionals rolled around, and it, we were on the same weekend. We were. So it made communicating kind of tricky. Yeah. Because you don't want to, like, mess up with the other person. Yeah. But I would, like, my events were ahead of you because I was on the East Coast, and you were West. Yeah. So you were three hours behind. So I would always finish, and then you would be warming up or whatever. Yeah. I had a decent regionals. I did as well as I could have done. Given you were like my, eight, maybe? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Given what I... I think I reached... I performed to my potential. Yeah. I went into every workout just thinking, like, just do your best. And I did. I actually exceeded anything I did in training. And 
performed really well, stuck to my guns, my strategies, and I couldn't have been happier with regionals. Yeah. I didn't qualify, which was my ultimate goal, but I I never go in with a goal of qualifying. Like, my goal is always just do your best. Yeah. And then you can't fail. Yeah. And, um, and then, I yeah, I remember watching you, but I'll let you tell that story. Oh, I just, yeah, I got hurt on the third event. Well, well I was you actually get hurt. You were hurt. I exacerbated an injury that I definitely knew was there. It was definitely in denial that was there, but like definitely had not done any rope climbs and training because I knew it was going to be an issue. And then it was. So not a huge surprise, but also like still a bummer. So I made it through, yeah, two and a half events. Yeah. Um, but that was okay. That was, that kind of opened my eyes to what I like really needed to do which was at that time take care of my body because it was like I was just beating the shit out of it and expecting that I was going to be able to perform when I needed to and I just couldn't so uh not a huge surprise but I made some changes after that which needed to happen anyways changes Mm, in what way in in training I just wasn't being smart with training I was doing a lot of my own programming and just kind of picking and choosing and you like, weren't really training. You were doing workouts. I, yeah, I, I didn't understand really the time at the time the difference between training for sport and like doing the sport. I just spent all of my time like doing CrossFit and yeah. crushing Metcons and like doing a bunch of strength work, and it worked okay. I got really fit doing that, but I got really hurt doing that. And, like the elbow thing wasn't my only injury. Like before 2016, I had had <clears throat> cortisone injections in my spine. Like I had like three or four of those. Um, cortisone in my elbow twice. You were there for one where my arm went completely yeah, numb. You were driving, and I was like, shift, and I was like, I don't know how to drive. Yeah, I was like driving a manual, <laughs> and my right arm goes totally numb to the point I can't even use my hand. And I'm like, oh my god. But Alex is she can't drive this car. But um, yeah, and then that was the year. So my sister, her team qualified for the games, which was great. Super happy for them. You went on demo team for the games. Super great. Super happy for you. And then I got super sad and emotional about all of that. But Understandable. Yeah. It's all right. Um, before we get too far away, I want to back up because we kind of talked about your games experience. But was there anything else that you wanted to talk about about the 2015 games before we get too far away from that? Um... Yeah, the 2015 games is probably, of all my athletic experiences, and I've had a lot, that's not bragging, it's just, I've done a, yeah, I've done a lot of athletics, and I've um, competed in a lot of different sports at different levels, and the CrossFit Games just tops them, like, by a long shot. It was the greatest and most exciting athletic experience of my life, if maybe, if not the, the best experience of my life. I didn't take one second of it for granted. <clears throat> I think... I cried once, um, and that was because I, there was a workout with the pig. And I was not only small, but not very strong when I qualified. And I couldn't flip that pig. And it was embarrassing because, like, everyone was, like, down the lanes flipping their pig. And, I, like, I remember also Amanda Goodman struggled, but she's also, like, four feet tall. So it's, like, no one, like, it, you she know. She doesn't have the right leverage. Yeah, so she was struggling. And every time I was, like, getting the pig almost flipped the crowd would start cheering and oh then God. it wouldn't go over. It would just fall back down on <sighs> me and the whole crowd would be like, oh, which made like it worse. Like I That's know they bad. were on my side. Yeah. Um, 
so that was disappointing because it was basically however long the workout was of me just trying to flip that thing. I didn't get to the rope climbs. I think there were handstand walks after or something. Um, but like even when I was out there kind of like getting teary-eyed and upset at myself, I don't think I like wished I wasn't there or took it too seriously or felt like I was a failure. I was just like sad that I, you know, couldn't complete the workout. Are like, you getting I would teary-eyed be... right now? No. Okay. It was just it, like the whole experience was just something really. I just soaked every second in. And I, I remember Michelle Atondra told me, walking back from one of the events or I think it was before it actually started. And she's like, you know, I, if I, if I could tell any like rookie, anything like any sort of advice, it would be to, to not take it too seriously because she said she regrets how she approached her cup first couple of years at the CrossFit games. She took it too seriously and worried a lot and didn't enjoy any of it. And like, that was great advice. I don't think I necessarily needed it because I've never been that type of person to not take things, you know, for for what they are and great opportunities. But it, every time my name got called, any piece of uniform that I had, like any, like every, just every part of it. Yeah. Um, it was just the greatest. It was so fun. And I, like, I get why people want to go. Yeah. Like they watch it. And what's cool about CrossFit is any, everybody in the stands does CrossFit. And that's something you don't get at other sports. Like you go to a baseball game, like the people in the stands don't play baseball at a high level or do it at all. Um, but in CrossFit, like everyone does it. Everyone's experienced CrossFit to some degree. And I think for the people who have the potential, it's, it's no wonder that their goal is to make it to the CrossFit games. Because even if you're not on the tennis stadium floor or, or in Madison um, in the Coliseum, like you can you can see from the stands the energy and how it would be down there yeah. as an athlete. So that's it's no surprise that that's the ultimate goal for a lot of people. Yeah, and was my goal to get back. Um, so yeah, I I mean, there's nothing bad I can say about that experience. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, I was wrecked after, but I mean, of course, who wasn't? That's how it goes. Um, yeah. So, do you want to talk about 2018? Yeah, the t- the 2018 season was interesting because that was when we moved. We being me and Jordan Adcock moved to Calgary. And <clears throat> that's significant because that was when they they cut the... They combined Canada West and Northwest which with uh, California region, mm-hmm. regions and cut the qualifying spots in Canada West out of the open from top 20 to top 5. I remember reading that and just thinking like it was a typo. Like it cannot possibly be correct. So anyways... Top 20 to top five and three of the five people trying to, three people of many trying to take one of five spots, train, all, we train together, compete together. We know our scores in the open. Um, same coach. Same coach. So we just know everything about each other, which was like. We were judging each other at one point. Yeah. I think often we were judging yeah. each other, which was like, I don't know. It was kind of cool. Yeah. It was a neat experience, but. 2018 started out really well. I went to that was the year I went to Wadapalooza and did quite well in the first day, and then got ridiculous food poisoning the second day. Yeah, were in first. I was tied for first yeah. with with Katrin. Yeah, it was like there was two running events, and then the <clears throat> there was an event that if I could ride an event, it would be this event. It was three rounds for time, nine muscle ups, twelve power snatch at like. 80 pounds and 15 calorie assault bike like literally my three favorite things put in a workout together and I think like if I had to pinpoint like a highlight in my CrossFit career as far as like one single event goes it's that one yeah 
I remember watching that. It was like Friday Night Lights yeah. at Waterpalooza, which is a really special thing. On Bayfront, packed. Yeah, Bayfront. So you're on the water, packed. Like not, it's not even a stadium. It's just like stands of people just yeah. crowded, and um, the rings dangle from that really big rig. They're like thirty foot long at least. Yeah, and straps. you're outside, and I like, I don't know. Those rings are like kind of notorious, like. Like, All a lot of top CrossFitters struggle doing muscle-ups on those rings. Not to mention, like, just grabbing them because they swing around with the wind. Yeah. Is difficult. Um, and you were just pumping out muscle-ups like nobody's I business. First, I did nine unbroken for the first... I did both the first two rounds unbroken and then had to break the third round once. Yeah. And I think I was the only one who did that. And I won that event by, like... It was, like, 50 seconds. Yeah. It was crazy. I was, it was a, a, like a surreal moment, but um, that was really, really cool. I'll probably, like, that's the one that stands out in my mind is like highlight. I mean, the games, which we could talk about, but Wadapalooza was great. Um, so anyways, back to the, like, so the open, I don't know, like the, the workouts were okay. I don't, like nothing stands out. Nothing memorable. It was like regionals prep was really it was fun. It was really hard. We were both, we were also convinced that we were so crappy at CrossFit. Yeah, we're like, we're not going to do well because, I mean, when you're competing against two other people who are just as good as you, constantly, I mean, you're going to get beat. And, like, anytime you get beat, you're just like, oh, man, like, oh, I'm going to get beat at regionals. Like, I, I'm not going to do well in this workout. Like, if Jordan and Meredith are beating me by this much, like, you know, what's Emily Abbott going to beat me by? You know, it's just, yeah. and then there were the, the handstand walking obstacles which were just the worst oh man we were everybody was working with like homemade ones yeah. at the time which was so sketchy yeah like there would be days i think i cried on many days yeah. leading up to regionals because of that like, you would it would just it would always happen like when you on a day where you having a bad day like someone else is having a great day and they're yeah. like finishing that workout so it's just it was just like constant kick in the teeth yeah but we all did decent. Yeah. Once we got there, we were all we found out we were all in pretty decent shape. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I think the first event was triple three. And how'd that go for you? Um, my goal was to win, and I did that, but it I had to work hard for it. Yeah. Because you were third. I was third, and then... Jerry uh, Beamer was second. Yeah. She's a notoriously good runner, so I had I'm, to work pretty hard to stay ahead of her. Yeah. And then Jordan also did well in that. She did. Yeah, she did. Um, but so we were first and third, and I think you were a little... You knew I was going to beat you, most likely, but you were still a little salty. I wanted to come second. I was yeah. actually more upset that I, I didn't finish second, that it wasn't like one and two. Yeah. But, you know, third's all right. Um, and then it was Linda. Yeah. Bench press, deadlift, deadlift power clean. Squat, squat clean. clean. Yeah. Yeah. That was fine. It was... Okay. You, had, you had some... Somebody... They had, so for the bench press, um, they had spotters because you need spotters. And I guess <laughs> Meredith was in the lane like next to me. And all I hear at one point was like, uh, don't touch the barbell. Or like she sweared mm-hmm. and then said, like yelled. And I was like, that's so weird. Meredith doesn't really yell. But I guess the judge had accidentally like touched the barbell because she thought it was going down he uh, he thought it was going down grabbed it to help you but it hadn't been going down i guess yeah, he did that a few it. like it's like the top of a bench press and it was like it would always be the last one i was planning on doing like top of the bench press where you, it gets really slow 
Like, just let me finish it. And he would grab it. And then, like, as he was grabbing it and picking it up, he'd be like, no, rep. And I just got really frustrated. That yeah. happened a few times. But you you bounced back pretty quick after that. Yeah, it was fine. It's just you got to let that shit go. But I think I was still ahead of you after day one. Yeah, you were. And then, um, so I was in a good mood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we were both kind of hovering around that qualifying spot still. It, the whole like, weekend was like, it was us around number five. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then day two was kind of what it was. I don't remember what that. It, it was, was the handstand walk mat. Yeah. And the power clean burpee or power snatch, snatch burpee. Yeah. Which was a tough workout. All I remember about that, you know, that one was so fast that the only thing I remember is like the people around me. Mm-hmm. The I don't know who's to my left. They were way back. And then China was to my right. And so literally like the whole time you're just like looking at the person next to you. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember. And then like be just feeling terrible afterwards. Um, I was so nervous before that handstand, the muscle up handstand walk pistol one that and Meredith is my person. But, like, it was kind of weird because you were competing against me. But I was also coaching you in the back. Yeah, like, I remember I was so nervous. Like, I'd never been this nervous before. And I said I said to her, like, I need I need help. Like, I need you to tell me, like, how, why it's going to be okay. Like, something to calm me. Meanwhile, like, she's trying to focus on what she's doing. I'm like, I don't care. Um, but, yeah, you had some really good things to say, and it did help. Yeah. And I, we ended up doing well. Every time I made it over that handstand walk mat, it was kind of like every time I snatched 100 pounds in 2013. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I know. But I did it. And I didn't fall too many times. I guess it's just amazing what adrenaline and some focus does. Yeah. But you almost finished that workout. Yeah, it was close. I just had a couple misses. Yeah. It was fine. That's when you started making your run for it. Yeah. That was my push. Yeah. And the chipper went really well the next day. Yeah. Um, I had a great, if I've ever, like, that was a very, like, in the flow kind of feeling, that workout, which was cool. Um, and then ended up not quite doing what needed to be done on the final workout, finishing sixth. And yeah. it was super sad. It was. But not that sad. Cause I Becca was got relieved. In. I think we were both relieved on a level because it opened the summer back up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to, I was worried how it was going to be with you going to the games and me not. Well, I think like, we remembered how 2017 was. Mm-hmm. So it was like, how okay, so if we now we flip the roles, and I'm the one competing, and you're the one who can't be on demo team because I'm competing, we're together, yeah. and you're just there. Like it's it sort of like, oh, what's that going to be like? Yeah. But um, so that was that was definitely a bit of a relief, even though it was a sad moment. And then, shocker, <laughs> <laughs> Emily Abbott tested positive for PEDs. And I get the invite, except yeah. it wasn't an invite. It was this whole summer of like, you're kind of invited, but not, but don't tell anybody, but keep training. Yeah. So what happens when you get tested, um, and I've never tested positive, so I don't know exactly, but from what I know, you get a notification saying you've been tested positive for yeah. whatever drug. And then they test, you can get your, or they already have tested your second sample, B sample. Yes. And so you have now two to confirm it. And then you can submit an appeal. And depending on how long the appeal goes, like if they, if she, she could have won the appeal, which preserves her spot. So they can't, when they, when she tests positive, they can't just like revoke her invitation and give it to the next person yeah. because they need to go through this whole appeal process. Cause like, what if, but there's no, there's no like deadline on the, well, they had never backfilled a spot from regionals. It just didn't really happen. Yeah. So they basically sent Meredith an, an, an invite. It wasn't an invitation. It was, we have potentially a spot open somebody's tested positive we knew who it was because crossfit community is very small um so this is not an invite but train as if you're going to the games 
Which is like such a weird emotion. That was a weird summer. That was, yeah, I was finishing up work, sort of finishing up and trying to train with you as much as I could. Yeah. And you were emo. I was. There's that, like, and I can explain it because it was, I mean, it wasn't happening to me, but I remember trying to wrap my head around it because I'm like, why is she so, like, sad? Like, you know, she might get to go to the games. Why not just train like she's going to the games? Like, what's so complicated about that? But for you, it was like, you still had one foot kind of protecting yourself, like, as if you weren't going to the games. So it's kind of hard to train as if you were, like, go all in, knowing that the rug could get pulled out from you at any moment. Yeah. And that's understandable. Yeah. It was hard to, like, buy into... I'm a, I'm a games athlete. I'm definitely going when like I could train my ass off and then it could be like the end of July and they it could either be like, well, she won her appeal or like, well, we ran out of time, which mm-hmm. was also a real possibility. And they made me aware of that. And it was just a tough thing to actually like train for. I don't yeah. know. I did my best. Yep. Like it just was a bumpy kind of a rough summer. Yep, and then you've got the official invite on your birthday. I did July on my thirtieth, my thirtieth birthday, which was like it's kind of a like not so great birthday, anyways. So it was a really nice thing to to get on my birthday. We yeah, because we had a big party at your parents' house. My my parents were there. My sister was there. Yep, and I got the email, and it was a really great day. And then I ended up being her coach for. The CrossFit Games. Yeah. I was so nervous about that because I'm like, I don't know if she wants me to be her coach or she just feels bad for me because I couldn't be on demo team. Not that I wasn't even invited, but I was told after by somebody on the demo team that I was considered. But then with the conflict with somebody competing, I just couldn't. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense. Um, I think I was worried that you had asked me to be your coach because you felt bad that I was not competing. That isn't why I asked you to be yeah, my coach. Yeah, I know. But anyways, <laughs> it ended up working out. It was really fun. Yeah. It was exhausting. No, the long week. Yeah, for sure. What was your best? What was the best experience at the CrossFit Games? Probably the marathon row. Really? Yeah, How I mean come? it was awful. Like the actual doing of it was terrible. But I think um, it's it was it was a spectacle that I don't think will be repeated in a long like for a long time. Yeah, having all eighty athletes on the floor, like eighty rowers name mats out like um it was just like I, yeah it was quite a feeling to be out there with everybody and to be able to look around and see see everybody and um you just I mean it sucks and everybody's just sitting there doing it together yeah so um it was kind of shitty when the guys started finishing like 40 minutes ahead of and I'm like god you still, still have like 10k, have, like, 10K to go <laughs> that was kind of brutal but I remember um, fans were complaining and a lot of people were like, oh, that's such a dumb workout. Like for the spectators, like it's not fun to watch. I'm like, it kind of is though. It's like, think about all the people who go and watch like marathon running. Yeah. It's just like, it's a really, it's a different event. Like just because yeah. it's not classic CrossFit doesn't mean it's, still know, it's a not great exciting. test. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I know, spectators forget that the CrossFit games aren't for them anyways. Yeah. I mean, they, it's meant to be a good show, and they try to do that, but it's meant to also find the fittest, and mm-hmm. if that's if that's the test, that's the test. Yeah. So um, that's probably the most memorable experience from that Games, for sure. And, like, the crit was a shit show. That was yeah. scary. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just, it was, like you said, it was a great, like, I get why people want to go, yeah. for sure. One thing about the CrossFit Games, um, 
and this is something I experienced in 2015 and then also with you as a, your coach in 2018, um, you don't really get to sleep that much. Like you're out late because a lot of the events don't finish until late and then you have a, a usually a meeting or a briefing yeah. that night. Um, and then the next morning, we were up. It was like 5 a.m., 5.30, 5.30 at the latest. Yeah, and you're going like all week. Like everything started, I think, the morning, the weekend prior to the CrossFit Games because you were testing um, paddleboard. We had to do paddleboard testing, bike, bike test. fitting. We had to do the time trial. We had to do the practice on the crit course. We had yeah. to do the obstacle course practice. Like we started doing stuff on like Monday or Tuesday. Like downright just exhausting week and so much standing around like standing and waiting for your heat to go a ton of walking because you're at you're in the main like building and then you're walking to each to the field or whatever it is madison's much more spread out than carson was like all those briefings it's like it's it's not like it's not easy no like it's just the week is not easy yeah i remember that last event you were like i don't even want to warm up you can't like, like I was so tired. You can't warm up. And I think Mike, like, he had stopped programming warm ups that were just beyond like the minimum, like do what you need to do to like not break. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's good. Which yeah. is what I was doing at the end. Yeah. But it's a good experience. It's pretty cool. Definitely cool. And then twenty nineteen we took this season off because we didn't really know what was going on. But it was kind of funny. We st- we started the year thinking like, well, I guess the goal is to be on the demo team. And well, we almost qualified for the games at Granite Games on, on a, team. a team. Yeah. Um, but we were, we fell a little bit short. Yeah. Which was fine. We kind of did it for fun. And then just like always, we end up going into something for fun and then we get like, we're like in it, in it. And it's all of a sudden it's like, we're the mo- two most competitive people in the world again. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help when like, it would be one thing if our team was in like eighth, but yeah. we were like in contention so it's like what are you gonna do like you have to try yeah it got pretty i mean i usually get pretty competitive yeah there was some yelling at some point there was yelling (laughs) yeah um but yeah so other than that we didn't really compete we just trained no but then like demo team was awesome yeah yeah because we went first uh we went and tested workouts at the ranch yeah that was the first thing that we did and that was before demo team was always just like hey can you come test workouts yeah like sure i think dave emailed you right he he dm'd me oh sweet he's so to the point it's never like hey hope you're doing well it's like he doesn't do the niceties which i love because i also don't really do niceties yeah it's just like are you free to come to the ranch and i was like yes when (laughs) and we just like figured it out yeah um and flew out there for what three or four days yes yeah yeah it was funny because we showed up the first day and we were there um, and the boys were there. It was Marquan Jones and, and Dylan. Dylan. Dylan Martin. Martin. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we're there and Dave's running late and he pulls up and he gets out of his truck and like literally the first thing he walks up, he greets kind of a general greeting for everybody and it's like, so what are you snatching these days? <laughs> and... Yeah, I was like, I don't know, like 175, I think is what I said. And that's when we, he pulled out the turf and we did the first version of the first cut workout, which yeah. was the 155 pound snatch and half rope climbs. Yeah, it was four rounds of 400 meter run, 
four snatches at 155? Yes. And then two, or no, two no. rope climbs and then four snatches. I think it may have been four rope climbs, four snatches. Yeah, but yeah. the rope was a half rope, so you had to do the first part legless. And then you could do legs. Yeah. Yeah. And that was intense. Like any, I mean, I was on the demo team in 2017, so I kind of knew the, the way it was, but you, I've never, I had never been to the ranch before, and that was a, an amazing experience. But like anytime you're testing workouts for Dave, it's like he doesn't really have time to wait for you to warm up. It's just no. like, uh, are you guys ready? Like usually there's no music. He has somebody like taking notes on times and rounds and things like that. And he just kind of sits there and watches. Just silence. Yeah. Just being observed. Yeah. And he had Doug. She was still a puppy. She was adorable. So that was a She's highlight also. Yeah. And then we went and Alex, who's who had never shot a gun, got a shooting lesson from Dave. Yeah, he took us on a tour around the ranch, showed us where in 2014, 16, 16 they did the trail, the seven-mile trail run. 7K. 7K. Um, yeah. And they actually, he was saying there's a bunch of... Like poison oak that yeah. grows all over that property. And there's no, like poison oak is a just kind of a bear to get rid of. And so they ended up trailering in like 200 goats and just like let the goats loose on the property to get rid of the poison oak. That's how they handled it for 2016 because it was so overgrown. Yeah. So he was telling us about that. He's like, it was kind of pretty cool, except there was a lot of goat shit after. Yeah. <laughs> so all the poison oak had grown back by then. But yeah. It was really, that was a really cool experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd never shot a gun before. I was very nervous. Yep. I didn't hit too many of the targets. No. And then Meredith gets up and she's just like, tink, 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 tink. It's like, yep, you're from the South. Yeah. It's, be nice, I actually surprise. never even held a gun before. I remember because you were like super rigid, very, you're shaking. Yeah. Your whole body is like convulsing. I'm like, look, like it's really hard to shoot yourself so you can be calm. Yeah. But Dave obviously knows his stuff. So he's a pretty good teacher. He was great. Yeah. yeah very, you can tell he's done that a lot. Yeah. Which was really cool. Yeah. He's very good at teaching that. It was neat. Yeah. And um, then, uh, what else? Then the 2019 games, which were, wow. Wait, first I want to talk about you getting burned on July 4th. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Dave has us do a couple versions of um, Mary. Mary, because that was one of the events at the CrossFit Games. He was originally thinking an EMOM of it to see like how a, long people would go for. Yeah. So he had a couple of us do an EMOM, and then a couple of us just do the 20-minute MRAP, just to see scores, things like that. So we completed that, and then he's like, all right, the rest of the day is yours, because it was July 4th. And so we went to the beach and didn't, weren't really prepared for a beach day. We weren't going to stay out. Didn't have sunscreen. Yeah, and then and, I fell asleep. Yeah, and I was, tr- I was still trying to get my 10,000 steps back then. So I was out walking the length of the beach, and Meredith fell asleep with no sunscreen, and she's pretty fair-skinned, and got so burnt. She was like a tomato, so we get all <laughs> aloe. And she put... Well, apparently with the aloe you buy at the drugstore is actually mostly like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> so I put this as the next morning. I put that on. It was so itchy. I was crying. Yeah. Like that was awful. It was so bad. Probably <sighs> made it. Yeah. Anyways, that was a really funny story. Yes. Because I was laughing, but apparently it wasn't like, it was a laughing funny. matter. No, it was <laughs> the itchiest I've ever been in my whole life. Yeah. It was really bad. Um. So yeah, 2000 and... What's next? Well, I don't know. Like the we went to the games. We did a demo in the games, which was yeah. really fun. Especially twenty nineteen because all the changes were kind of being announced and happening real time. And so, 
you got to like really feel the emotions of all these people kind of coming to terms with what was going to happen yeah on the weekend um which is crazy we got to do all of the workouts which a lot of the athletes didn't so there's that yeah one um, really cool experience we had so uh the more the first it was like we usually arrive like a week ahead of time to test the workouts at the venue and just keep Dave company play knock knockout and so we we had to do first cut at like it was like 7 30 or something oh so early and it was man that was such a great experience we had the whole field to ourselves just like all six of us going at once all the ropes were down yeah just like it was just wow that was a really cool experience and yeah. i think we all finished except chelsea was a couple reps she was finishing. close yeah and yeah. then you were like right behind me. All the boys finished. Yeah. So it was like watching that workout just annihilate people who were good at CrossFit was like, what am yeah. I looking at? Like, how did we finish that so easily? But I think it was a combination of like not pacing appropriately at the beginning, blowing your leg loose or climbs up. And once those are gone, those are like gone. Yeah. Plus they were jumping off those mats. We didn't have those mats. Yeah. Which it probably like... added like another foot to the rope yeah. effectively. So that was just, uh, that was just the best. I think... For us together, that was one of the best experiences we've had. Definitely. Like as a couple. Yeah. And like, I don't, we were, I just, we're so lucky that both of us got on it. Yeah. We're, we're able to experience that together. Dave was, you can tell Dave has not been around like very many gay people. <laughs> Cause he was, he would like kind of like ask us some questions and then was like, okay. And just like, I think we were, we educated him a bit. Yeah. Which was neat. Dave is probably one of the most interesting people to be around. He's great. Yeah. He is just like, he, he cares so much about CrossFit and the sport and the athletes. He does care about the athletes. He's extremely like thoughtful about what he does. Yeah. And just like him as a person besides CrossFit, he yeah. has so many really, really, really cool hobbies. He's really smart. Yeah. Um, and like he doesn't disclose too much of his personal life, but you kind of get to know him a little bit. And I think that... Uh, reputation he has is is just that a reputation yeah and a lot of people are very surprised when they hear about what he's actually like yeah and I think I'm like I I feel very lucky I'm not really a person who gushes over you know knowing a, a celebrity but I really appreciate knowing Dave not because he's po like a popular person in CrossFit but because he's been around and knows a lot and you can ask him a lot of questions and he's yeah yeah He's great. He's just really very fun to talk to. Yeah. Very engaging. That whole team is. Like, all the judges, all the head judges. Yeah. They're very involved in what the demo team's doing because they need to know how the workouts are going to look. And Yeah. Man, that was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, really quick. What's the most ridiculous workout you've done in training? Oh. Um, I, um, I don't know. I think... Anything really like on the assault bike, like assault bike sprints are pretty bad, but I've never programmed really for myself. I usually do like fairly You're pretty by the well-designed workouts by my coach. I would say one of the harder workouts I've done, and you did this one recently, I think last summer, it's, is it five or four rounds? I think it's four rounds of 400 meter run, 30 chest of bar. 30 thrusters at 65 yeah or is it it's it might 25, be 25, 25. 25 yeah it's 25 so it's four rounds of 400 meter run 25 chest of bar pull-ups 
25 thrusters at 65 pounds, 65.95. Yeah. And if you ever need a workout and want a hard one, do that one. Yeah. Do that one hard. Like go for it and yeah. see what happens. That's a great it's a great workout. Probably don't do the first set of pull-ups unbroken. Yeah, like I mean you can and just see what happens. Yeah, I guess. Um, what about you? The most ridiculous workout I've ever done in training? Yeah. Oh, 30 minute AMRAP, 95 pound clean and jerk. How many did you get? 312. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. That was a long, very sweaty. I don't sweat a lot when I work out. And there was like just, it was like a puddle. Yeah. After that. That was brutal. Actually, doing the marathon row and then also the marathon ski. The marathon, that's probably the most ridiculous thing you've done. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, like I've actually have clients or friends who've done it and it's so, it's so doable. It's yeah. not like running a marathon where you have to train. What, the the row or the... the row. Yeah, the row is. It's, it's low impact. Like you definitely, it's going to hurt and you need to prepare at least a little bit. Yeah. Um. But it's definitely doable and it's quite the accomplishment because it's pretty say. painful at the end. Yeah. The marathon ski, my neck was not okay for a very long time after that. Yeah. But the, hu- the 100K bike was pretty bad. Yeah. That one was not great. That was hard. That was the that was so long. It just took so long. Yeah. I think we were like, so that took almost four hours. Yeah. And you looked over at like, what, two hours? Because my feet were numb. And you were like, are your feet numb? I was like, nope. And then you're like, okay. And at one point you're like, you looked over at me and you're like, oh, Alex. Because <laughs> I had, I realized like I, I was in the lead on you and I was like, I'm going to lose it because I have to get off and change my stupid shoes, yeah. which I did. And then things, I don't, wouldn't say they improved, but they became more tolerable after yeah. that. Don't wear Metcons for that workout. That was a horrible idea. Yeah. But... I don't know. I like. I cherish all of my CrossFit experiences, like the big ones, the little ones, like even thinking all the way back to like where it all began and the sweaty workouts and. Some of my best memories. We talked a lot about competing memories, but some of my best memories were back when I started in CrossFit Calgary. It was a small, like, kind of hole in the wall, and just packed with people all the time like you couldn't even I mean it was dangerous you could get a barbell dropped on your head at any moment but I think that's what kind of added to the community there yeah and I met some of like I still have friends from back then and I you know it's it's amazing how CrossFit is so special at every level yeah you don't have to compete to have amazing experiences no absolutely not no you don't need you don't even need to compete in the open you just need to kind of suffer with your friends and lay things on the line and yeah push yourself I mean that's like my fondest memories are that it's it's training at CrossFit RDU like with Bryce with Laura like with Nikki with my people and just like like going at it yeah that was so fun those were the days yeah those were the days yeah um all right well do you have anything else we're gonna wrap it up um no I think probably most people listening have tried CrossFit I imagine yeah. If you're on the fence, give her a go. Yeah. Actually, just and go. And if, if you're like, if you're one of those people, if you're competing and you're, you have goals to like go to the CrossFit Games, like, um, I don't know. Don't forget to like enjoy what you do every day. Like, yeah. it's really easy to get wrapped up in these goals and become so focused and so serious about like what it is that you're doing that you forget why you're, why you love it so much. Yeah. So that was, 
yeah, you got to like find the joy in it every single day. Remember why you started. Remember where you were when you started. That can be super motivating. It's easy to forget. Like even um, just recently we were in, um, where were we doing that talk? Indiana. Indiana. And we were training at uh, Hoosier, CrossFit. Hoosier CrossFit. And we were doing just our own training in the back. And they were running a, a bit of a like a fundraiser. Yeah. For it was for soldiers' families who had died. The soldiers had died, um, and th- it was fundraising for their families, like for their kids' education, support for their like widows. Um, and we weren't really planning on doing the workout. It was just a partner workout. We were just like, yeah, we'll be there. But and then I was like, you, you kind of like everyone's there to do it and you know there's the speech of the person who was it was like her hosting. husband had been killed. yeah and that's why she she had decided to like create this um nonprofit organization and i was like why are we we have to do this workout like that's yeah. what that's what we're like that's why we're and like it was like you know we were way better than everybody else and we just kind of like like made sure that the reps were broken out like it didn't matter at all no like Like, it was so much fun i don't need to be on a team of three going one-to-one on rope climbs no but i I mean that's what and it was great it was so and like cheering on the members there who were just loving it like yeah and not loving it because we were there just loving it because that's what crossfit is they didn't care we were there no that was a really and i i miss that like i don't think we do enough of that i think there's more of it now um but definitely don't miss that. Like, you get so caught up in your training. and Yeah. Um, so singularly focused on, like, what you're doing. Yeah. I you miss, you miss the point of what CrossFit is. Yeah. But, so yeah, that's a good reminder, I guess, for yeah. everybody, including ourselves. Yep. Well, we'll let that be it. And uh, thanks for listening. We went a little longer on this one than we were planning to, so we appreciate that. And if you have something you want to hear about, please reach out to us on social on afternoon snack social or tactic or personal doesn't really matter just let us know we'll try to work it in yeah all right see you